Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final segment of today's episode, episode number 101. I want to tell you something about my, my past life. As you know, I before coming to host this program here on KSL News Radio, I was a congressional aide. I worked in Washington D.C. Actually, I, I bounced back and forth between Washington D.C. and Utah. It was a wonderful treat of mine to uh, get to see uh, so much of our, our beautiful country and travel back and forth so often. As I worked as an aide, uh, a little bit of inside baseball. There are a few periodicals, a few publications, some news magazines that. Uh, are followed by congressional staffers. There are three of them, really. There's one that is called Politico. You know about Politico. There is another called Roll Call. Uh, and then there is another, a third publication called The Hill. One of those three uh, publications, uh, Roll Call, I, I'm in the habit of, of reading still. It used to be my routine each morning to start by reading the headlines in Roll Call. Well, I, out of habit, picked it up to this morning and was reading some of uh, the articles within this one talked about uh, campaigns, and the headline is 10 Most Vulnerable House Members. It's got a, uh, a top 10 list, and number 10, uh, would you believe it, is Ben McAdams, who represents currently Utah's 4th Congressional District. Uh, the, the brief little write-up explaining why uh, he is a, a vulnerable candidate right now, in fact, giving the race rating a toss-up, saying it's a toss-up, uh, it starts by saying McAdams' position has strengthened in recent months because of uh, GOP's troubles in recruiting a candidate. Now, uh, one such gentleman who would dispute that and feels he is uh, just that candidate uh, positioned best to topple uh, Congressman Ben McAdams is Burgess Owens, and he joins us on the line now. You certainly know about Mr. Owens. He was uh, a New York Jet in the 70s, a Raider in the 80s, including uh, winning a Super Bowl championship, and he joins us now to talk about his campaign and why he is best suited to represent Utah's 4th Congressional District in Washington, D.C. Uh, Mr. Owens, sir, how are you? I'm doing greatly. Looking forward to chatting with you, my friend, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. I think this is our, our first time uh, chatting on, on this program. Uh, do me this favor. Introduce yourself to my audience, will you? Will do. I uh, grew up in the deep south, Tallahassee, Florida in the 60s. Good uh, days with KKK, Jim Crow, and segregation. Uh, was the third black American to go to University of Miami on a football scholarship. I went to the Jets first round and played 10 years in the NFL. And, uh, and since then, I've been in the corporate environment, corporate sales, and came here to, uh, to Utah because my six kids had come out to go to school out this way and uh, decided to start with a nonprofit program called Second Chance for Youth, where I was able to work with you, uh, young men and women coming out of the juvenile system and help them get, get a second chance of, of what that country really, really is all about, hope and opportunities and, and being productive. So that is a quick uh, summary of why I'm here, for sure. sure. 
your your experience, your ideology, uh, your desire uh, now positions you to want to occupy a seat in Congress. What uh, what are your unique qualifications in that regard? Well, I'll say the first thing of all things I just mentioned is I have a deep love for our country. I was I was very fortunate to grow up in a time when even though it was a segregated community, our community was very very patriotic, very Christian based. Uh, very much in the education, entrepreneurship, in which over 40 percent of black Americans at that time were entrepreneurs, in which we had a 50 percent uh, 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 engagement in the, the middle class. And, uh, and we believe in, in, in respect for God, country, and uh, family, and women particularly. So I, I've seen what it looks like to have a community that was very much like all other communities across the country that understood the American way. And I've seen it, I've seen it uh, been taken away from us over the last few decades. By, by a leftist, by, the, by a, an ideology within the Democratic Party that's really showing itself very, very strongly, socialism, socialism and Marxism, a godless ideology that will steal the hopes and dreams of anyone to trust them. So I see right now, the reason I, I a year ago this time, I was not thinking about politics, being a politician, never had been. And I realized that the kids I'm working with that I believe will be the, uh, the most, the strongest advocates for American way once they get hope again across our country, that they were going to remain at risk as long as Democrats continue to hold on to the House. It's been the Democratic policies, and, I, and, I, and I, it brought misery again to um, uh, to my community, and it's doing the same thing to our, our, our entire country. And I, I couldn't stand by and let that happen. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm here to give uh, a District 4 a choice to vote for the values that they believe in and that's very strong here, uh, the values I grew up in and make sure those values go back to D.C. versus the D.C. values coming to, to Utah. That's the spirit. Uh, let me ask you this, and it's a question I'm asking of all of the congressional candidates who, uh, who join me here on this radio program. If you are a member of Congress, your, uh, your job, first and foremost, is to legislate, to vote on bills, to propose bills, to sponsor them and co-sponsor them. And for any one of those bills to make it to law, it uh, must enjoy the signature of the President of the United States. Uh, right now, that is Donald Trump. Sir, talk to us a little bit about your attitude and views uh, about the President right now. My, my attitude is very simple. Uh, I was taught uh, about loyalty growing up. I, again, I can't speak highly enough about my family and my community. And those who are loyal to uh, our God, our country, our fellow Americans, my race, I am totally 100% loyal to them. Uh, President uh, Trump has been loyal to all of the above. He's shown our country what it looks like to not just give promises, but to actually show actions that allow blacks, Hispanics, Asians, veterans, and young people, teenagers, to finally uh, take part in the American dream, have a job, develop their dreams and hopes. At the same time, his, 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 had a, his hands tied, tied, hand tied behind his back because we have a party who says they believe in us, who, who, who loves uh, Americans, but do everything they can to stop him and his progress. Uh, we've had the greatest... Uh, uh, process of the American way the last three years with, with no help from the Democrats. So uh, for those who want to know my thought process, I'm all about, I'm all about getting actions by getting results. And when I see Americans beginning to feel good about themselves and we get respect around the, around the world, and we're also pulling out from behind the curtain the socialists and Marxists who've always been uh, working behind the scenes, but no one's ever had the courage to show, show them who they are. We now have a chance to see what that looks like. And I'm looking forward to being part of a freshman class that takes control of the House. And for the first time in decades, we have a House Senate that will actually uh, uh, get together with a president that represents our American way. And we'll make this country great again. 
and make all, all Americans cross the board, no matter what their background culture might be, how long they've been here, to feel proud to be Americans once again. All right, sir, we'll leave it at that. Burgess Owens, a Super Bowl champ, a Republican, and he would like to represent Utah's 4th Congressional District in the United States House of Representatives. Uh, Mr. Owens, sir, I'm grateful to you for your time. I wish you the best of luck, all right? Thank you, Lee. Appreciate the opportunity. All the best. All righty. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of Live Mike. Let's look backwards just a, a little bit, though, before we say goodbye and hand things over to Jeff. We have covered so much ground today. It's important uh, that as you go through the rest of your day, you know where we started. And it was in Utah County. We learned that there were two businesses in Utah County, at least as the allegations go, whose leadership advised that their employees disregard the guidance that has been handed down by the various task force, the various departments of health, and uh, the, the smart people who are giving us advice on how to best combat this coronavirus. Now, our response to this coronavirus, unfortunately, has been divided along some political lines, it is turning out. Uh, whether or not you wear a mask uh, might uh, might line up with who you voted for for president. That's a terrible and an awful thing, and it breaks my heart. And so let's uh, do what we can uh, to let wisdom and prudence be our guide, all right? Let's not inject and insert uh, politics into all of this, because... The, the unfortunate reality is if and when we do, we may see things like what happened in Utah County. 68 cases, 68 positive cases as a result of either ignorance or defiance. That breaks my heart. I hope not to see it in the future. So that's that. I'm going to uh, step away. Next up, it is the great Jeff Kaplan. He's going to deliver to you an expert broadcast later on. It's the good guy to the Nightside Project. Uh, for me, I'm Lee Lonsberry. This program is live, Mike, and I'll see you again tomorrow here on KSL News Radio.